baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 14th day of October 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this while waiting for an airplane at San Jose Mineta Airport in San Jose, California, the city that at one point thought it was going to get the Giants, then thought it was going to get the A's, and now has the Earthquakes, who are a soccer team who play in a stadium that I can actually see from where I'm standing right now. They put the uh, stadium right next to the airfield because I guess they wanted to, I don't know, they, they figured no better place to have a sporting event than next to landing airplanes. I don't know. I really can't tell you. And uh, I'm not a big soccer fan, so I know nothing about the earthquakes other than they're called the earthquakes. Hey, uh, this is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to do this, try to post this before the American League Championship Series begins. I want to get my official picks in. And uh, one of the reasons why picking baseball games and picking baseball, uh, you know, who's going to win this game, who's going to win that game, there are so many factors there are so many things that come into play that it's not a computer simulation. It's, you know, who's, did, did someone have the flu the day before? Was it windy that day? Was it a little misty? Did someone trip and their foot feels a little sore and they feel a little, inter- you know, it doesn't feel as good when you step down on your foot when you pitch? Uh, I mean, there are all these tiny factors that when they all add up could change how you have the outlook of a, of a game. And take the Cleveland Indians. Now, if you just went by the team itself, this is a team that probably should go all the way to the World Series and probably would win if they were at full strength. But, ah, Salazar, Carrasco are gone. One of them on a line drive that hit their bare hand. You know, the ball goes a little to the left, a little to the right. The Indians suddenly have a deeper rotation. So that means we have to rely on Trevor Bauer. And we all know what happened with Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer likes to play with drones. Trevor Bauer plays with drones. And a drone cut his hand, which means he can't pitch game two of the American League Championship Series which means Tomlin is going to pitch game two and not Trevor Bauer. So right now, the entire complexion of the American League Championship Series is different because Trevor Bauer likes to play with drones. Now you show me one preview of the postseason and any magazine, any site, whatever you go to get your information. That's a, one thing you've got to consider in terms of the Indians' chances are whether or not Trevor Bauer is going to be clumsy with a drone. That ain't going to happen, folks. You're not going to see it because they are factors that we don't even realize. It's, it's basically how, once again, I point out that the ball that Randy Johnson threw that hit and exploded the bird explains how the universe works. That we are all things that are interacting in ways that make logical sense when you look at them individually. But every once in a while, we intersect in a way that we're not expecting, and that changes the trajectory 
of all sorts of things in life, like Trevor Bauer playing with a drone. Suddenly, a different pitcher, especially now, this could work out in Cleveland's favor, because Tomlin was quite good over his five innings against Boston. Then maybe Bauer will set up better in game three against Toronto, or maybe he won't pitch well. And maybe there will be tiny little things here and there that mess up his mechanics or mess up his thought process, and the Indians get torched. I don't know, and neither do you. And yet we still do the insane act of, shall we make our predictions? You know, didn't I pick the ALCS to be the Rangers versus the Red Sox? And didn't those teams combine for as many wins as Trevor Bauer's drone? I believe that's true. And yet I continue this charade. Uh, I'm going to make my ALCS picks because I do them before first pitch. Um, the ALCS, Toronto versus Cleveland. Uh, drones notwithstanding, this is kind of a hard series to pick because momentum isn't really going to play much of a factor. Both of them swept their teams and most people were picking the other side. And so it was, it was you know, three and out, three and out, boom, boom, boom. Uh, the Blue Jays torched two you know, supposed aces and Darvish and Hamels, and you know, sent the series back to Toronto, won that weird wild game in the Dome. So how much of that was because their offense was on fire and could not be stopped? And how much of that was because Darvish and Hamels had off days? This is one of the things when you take a look, how much of the Indian success was because they just dissected and intelligently broke down the Red Sox. And how much of that was because the Red Sox were swinging at everything in God's creation and there was no need to throw a strike? If you watched game one of the division series, I know I did, you saw that in that final inning, the Red Sox should have got at least two runners on base who would, as you know... Uh, who was it, Bogarts? I mean, there was a couple of the batters were just swinging up, they were swinging down, there was nothing in the strike zone. If they held their bat, the story would have been how wild uh, the Cleveland closer Allen was, and oh, he came in the ninth and uh, his control was all over the place. Instead it was, oh, the bullpen shut him down by fooling him. Which one was true? All the, if they didn't swing at those pitches, they had better pitch selection. They didn't swear at balls that are in the dirt. Next thing you know, the narrative would have been, man, the Red Sox, good patient hits, got guys on base, and waited for the big hit, and blah, 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 blah. It's not what happened. So I have a very difficult time getting a handle on this. Now, on the one hand, I think that Toronto's offense is so good and that they do have good pitching, and that that should be enough to put them over the top. You know, kind of like Sylvester Stallone in an arm wrestling film. That that should be enough to make the difference. But I also take a look that this Indians team reminds me a little bit of the team that Kansas City had last year. Not necessarily the sexiest team, 
When there's a base hit, those guys are going first to third. If there's a runner on second base and it's even a shallow hit, they're going to be aggressive and force the outfield to make plays, force the infield to rush their throws. They have lots of guys there who just play the game well. Play with, I don't want to say with, with reckless abandon, but certainly with that sort of powerful aggressiveness that'll put teams on their heels. And they also have the best pitcher out there, currently pitching in the American League playoffs, at least, in Kluber. I think Kluber is going to win his start. I think if Kluber, if Kluber starts twice, that puts the Indians in a very good position and puts the Blue Jays in a position where they're like, oh man, should we have made a move for an ace? Is Marco Estrada going to be an ace? I don't know the answer to that. Someone could come up. Who knows? It might be Clavenger who's going to get a start. It might be Tomlin who had the Red Sox swinging around at pitches they shouldn't have been swinging at. The Indians are the kind of team they're not going to outslug the Blue Jays, but the Royals didn't outslug them last year either. They're the kind of team that will play the game, play it right, play it hard, and scratch out an additional run or two along the way. I think it should be a good series because, well, the Blue Jays are a good team. And the way that they, you know, that the way that they decimated the Texas Rangers makes me put them, you know, a little bit on their heels, in my opinion. You have Donaldson, you have Batista, you have Encarnacion, you have all these players who could, when they get on, and Donaldson so far has been absolutely dynamic this postseason, well, it might be enough to score five or six runs, especially if they aren't swinging at balls in the dirt. If they're not chasing those pitches, then you know, they'll wait for that one to be right out the middle of the plate, and next thing you know, they're going bananas in Canada. The fact that Francona is using Miller whenever he wants to and using the depth in his bullpen, I think will shut down a few rallies. I think this series is going to go seven games. And a lot of it is going to depend on the Bowers, on the Clevengers, on the Tomlins, who have to pitch because they don't have the Salazars or Carrascos. But in the end, I think that they'll play well enough in two of those games. Oh. Is this my boarding pass? No, it's not. I'm not going to Frankfurt. All right, back to the point here. So I'm about to make my pick, especially for this game, which is going to start today. I think that the Indians will be able to steal one game based upon pushing an extra run across, and I think they'll be able to take a game when a Tomlin or a, or a Bauer, a droned Bauer, would be able to pitch well enough and hand it to the bullpen. So with that in mind, I'm going to make my pick. This is what I want to have happen and what I think will happen. I think Cleveland's going to win this series in seven games. Okay, under the National League Championship Series. Uh, I've not been shy in my lack of desire to see a Cubs championship because we know what the image would be. It was the image of the end of the division series. The, what was the image of the end of the division series? It was Chapman. I don't want to see that. So, so, you know where my heart is here. I want to see a Dodgers-Indians World Series. I want it to be Francona 
versus Roberts. You know, the, the man who led the Red Sox to the 2004 championship and the guy who got the biggest steal in Red Sox history facing off. Of course, if it's, if it's Cubs versus the Indians, then it's, of course, Theo versus Francona, who gets the second title to their, you know, notch in their belts first. So we know, you know what I want. I want to see the Dodgers win. I want to see the Dodgers win in Los Angeles, and I want to see them, uh, I want the Cubs to look up, and I'd love it if the Cubs lost on a, uh, a blown save by Aroldis Chapman, like he blew the save in Game 3 in San Francisco. What do I think is going to happen? I think I'm remembering 1999 right now, when the Yankees had a tremendous team, and the Red Sox had really only one shot, and that was to steal a game at Yankee Stadium in the games one or two of the LCS, hand the ball to Pedro Martinez, and hope to win one additional game in Boston. And the Red Sox lost games one and two, and they were both airtight. One was an extra inning win where Bernie Williams got the walk-off homer, and the other was a game where the Red Sox had a few rallies that just came up short. And then Pedro came out, won the game that everyone expected him to win, and then they lost games four and five in games that were actually a lot tighter than their final scores indicated because the Yankees had big rallies at the end of each of those games. With that in mind... I have a feeling the Dodgers are going to have a similar fate. If Clayton Kershaw were slated to start in games one or two, I think the Dodgers would have a fighting chance. Instead, I think he's because he had to come in in game five of the division series, it makes him, well, he's going to pitch in game three. The reason that really reminds me of 1999 with the Red Sox is Williams, the manager of the Red Sox, had to bring Pedro Martinez out in game five. And he pitched six innings out of the bullpen. And it was a dramatic performance, and all Red Sox fans loved it. But it also meant he, you know, and they don't advance without, they have to do it. You can't think about the ALCS until you've clinched the division series. And so using Pedro then meant he couldn't pitch games one or two in Yankee Stadium which meant that you had a good feeling they were going to go 0-2 back to Fenway unless there was a miracle. Well, with Kershaw being used out of the bullpen, starting game four and being out of the bullpen in game five, there's really no way he's going to pitch games one or two in Chicago. If he did, I picked the Dodgers to win one of those games. He won't, which means I have a feeling he is going to have only one NLCS start, which will be game three. Now look at the fact that the Giants were, uh, you know, they could have won, they, you know, they lost two one-run games. You know, if they had got a couple runs against Leicester and held a three-run lead, or no, look at just think, if they had held a three-run lead at home, if they held on to a three-run lead at home, there would have been a game five, Leicester would have started Cueto would have started. Anytime you hand the ball to Cueto, you have a chance to win. I mean, that's, that's how close it came to having the Cubs be a team that's eliminated in the first round. So I, the Cubs are not invincible. 
The Cubs could potentially lose one of those first two games at Wrigley, and if that's the case, like the drone, it completely changes the entire complexion. And what if Arietta has a crap game, or what if Lester falls on his face? Remember last year, Arietta was pitching like he was, he was a different animal. Like he was in a different league, and the Mets lit him up. So, you know, every team, every player can have a bad day. I mean, who, what pitcher has been better in the last five, six years than Clayton Kershaw? And yet the Cardinals smacked him around in all those postseasons. So, it, yeah, it's possible. Is it probable? No. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Would I like to happen? Sure. Absolutely I would. But I don't think it is. Because I think in the end, the Cubs are just a better team. They just are. I think they hit better. I think they feel better. I think they pitch better. And I think, they have a deep, and I think they're a deeper team than Los Angeles. Full strength LA? Maybe. Half strength LA? Nope. Nope. And with that, I say the Cubs are going to win in five. I think Kershaw is going to win his game, and that will be that. I'm now, the airport's pretty crowded right now, and people are, have gotten a couple of looks. And you know what? Here's the key to being your pal Sully and having this kind of uh, attitude. I don't really care. So I think it's going to be Cubs-Indians. Now, great, you, the drama of a Cubs-Indians World Series would be a hell of a lot more if the Cavaliers hadn't won because you would have the curse of the billy goat versus the city of Cleveland and something's got to give. But with that being said, this is still the two longest droughts of the World Series of any two teams. And with that in mind, I think that you'll see, well, you'll see something interesting. Just imagine, if, if Washington had held on to that game and gotten the big hit last night, then you would have been guaranteed either seeing the first Cubs pennant since 1945 or the first pennant in the city of Washington since 1933. Instead, you have the Dodgers, and they're first since 1988, so a lot of history and a lot of good things could happen there. You know, something caught my eye the other day. With the game, last night's game between Washington and Los Angeles, which was an absolute classic, I think we can all agree with that. With that in mind, the final game of the Red Sox and the Indians was a one-run game. The Blue Jays won on a walk-off error, which, was the, uh, which, which meant that that was obviously a one-run game. The... Giants' collapse against Chicago was a one-run game. And last night, Nationals and Dodgers one run. So all four division series games ended with a one-run game. That's pretty good. And when you stop and think about it, how many duds have we had this, off season, or this uh, postseason? Maybe only two or three games have been duds. You know, the first two games between the, the Blue Jays and the Rangers were duds. There was the Kluber's dominating of the Red Sox was a, was a dud. You know, but like most of the games have been back and forth tight affairs. Now we're going to have Toronto. We're going to have Cleveland. We're going to have Chicago. We're going to have Los Angeles. And I believe we're going to have a 
Cleveland Chicago World Series, and something will have to give. But I'll make those predictions later when inevitably it will be Dodgers Blue Jays. So, all right, I'm going to get these predictions in. I'm getting them in now. So go to sullybaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thack and Patrick Kaliski. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast on the eve of the American League Championship Series, making my predictions official on October 14th, 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I think I got my plane coming, and you can call me Sully. <laughs>